Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this excellent. See what I did? Uh, ah. he worked on that all week. I've been <laughs> I've been waiting for weeks for that excellent episode of Coffee, Jim and James. We are bringing you a very special one. As you can see, our guest and the theme of this, James. I want you to lead us in because I have this vision of a saw sharpening the saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. And anybody who's been along for the ride over the last. Uh, couple of years on this podcast you know we we did a series on seven habits and uh, the last habit the seventh habit is sharpen the saw and so we we were thinking about how cool would it be to bring different folks on to personify that one because as Stephen Covey says that habit is the hardest and what's funny is it's the funnest and the yeah. most awesome when you're doing it right uh, we can all agree on that but really it takes intentionality and, and us putting time towards it. So we thought, why not bring some folks on that can help put some meat around it? Oh, <sighs> so bad. I even said that. And, and so this episode is sharpening the saw, but uh, a, kind of a collection of episodes that this one in particular is about, you know, and I'm not going to label it. So it could be anything, whatever that thing is for you, but grilling, barbecue, smoking, you know what I mean. And we have two awesome guests today. Jimmy, you want to bring them in? I do. Let's uh, let's bring in Matt first. Matt, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience and give us a little tidbit of why you're here today and what that excellent attributes that you may have? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me, guys. Um, no doubt. As you said, this is my second time. So my name is Matt Prochatsky. I am the uh, regional sales manager for Northern Plains Distributing who is the Big Green Egg distributor basically in the Midwest. I live in central Wisconsin and I cover all the way up and through the UP. So it truly is, in my opinion, God's country. Um, really, as you guys said, excited to be here. Um, just be careful, Jimmy, when you start using the egg words, it's hard to stop. So I know, I've been doing, I've been doing it for days right now. People are looking at me like I'm nuts. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. Um, and I'm sorry, James, what, what, what else did you want me to... No, that's good for now. That's yeah. good. We got, we got, we, you better, you better prepare yourself because we're going to be ready for this grilling you in a minute. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Let's it was bring not our a good friend setup. Nick. Nick uh, uh, actually, he's been on many a times. Uh, SGA, uh, remember we had him at the book? Yep. Booth? Yep. Sure. Nick, go ahead. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Nick Temple. Uh, business development manager for Rhino Markers. We are a Trident Solutions company. Um, all your damage prevention product needs. And uh, I am coming at you live from Tempe, Arizona. Look at that. Awesome. Yes, sir. And if you don't know it, Nick's an influencer, basically. I think he went viral on TikTok. He's, he's probably trending right now as we speak. <laughs> yes. Well, we, uh, we have a fantastic marketing department. I will give you that. Uh, it's definitely not my charm and looks that that got us the the fame online but we've had some we've had some fun success for sure well I, I just have to jump in here before we get into the to the episode and segment if you have a chance go to nick where are those uh, videos kept that you've done over they're there? all on rhinomarkers.com okay yeah. they are some of the funniest videos i've ever seen i mean they are hilarious and they're and on they get the job done too 
you know that's yeah. the cool part is yeah. it's still awareness but it's a, in a new way that i i just love it's it, fun man. i love it <laughs> Right but on. this isn't about Nick. Nope. This is, a, this is a very important subject to me. It is. And I want to get us into it because we have gathered, you know, some, some awesome folks. And I know these two in particular are eggheads or big green eggheads, uh, like myself. So that's kind of cool to have us all in one room. Jim's the oddball. I think he just cooks on like an old camping griddle or something at his house. No, I know Jim's a... Uh, uh, basically a chef too. him and Tammy uh, whip up some awesome stuff, but really I wanted to jump in and I think a fun way to kick it off is whether you're a griller, you smoke meats or you, um, you know, your barbecue, whatever you you want to call it, whatever your thing is, what is each one of your go-to items? Like what is Nick's signature thing, Matt, uh, no judgment, anything. Let's yep. hear it. Nick, I'll, I'll just tee you up. All right, man. Well, if uh, if I had to say my go-to uh, thing is I'm more of a griller than a smoker. Um, I am a certified dork. I have three big green eggs. Um, I know. Don't judge me. Uh, but my go-to is a tomahawk ribeye. Uh, I like a reverse sear on a tomahawk ribeye. I can get my big green egg up to about 850 uh, when it's sear time on some uh, hickory or pecan wood and uh if i had to pick a second i would say i can cook some pretty mean salmon on my big green egg because my wife doesn't eat red meat so i usually have to cook them both and uh i cook you some pretty serious salmon on there can can i ask you a question as a novice like down here in south florida it's usually mahi mahi that we're doing but mm -hmm. anyways you mentioned grilling versus smoking a lot of people yeah. know the difference uh, grilling, barbecuing, smoking, uh, either one of the gentlemen, anybody, yeah. uh, all three of you jump in. What, let, let's help educate people as to what's the primary difference between those are. Go for that, Matt. Yeah. So basically um, how I would interpret it is would be grilling would be more of your little bit higher temp stuff, you know, burgers, brats, that sort of thing, chicken. Um, smoking would be something more that you would do at a low and slow and take, extended period of time you know for example if you're doing a brisket or a pork shoulder you're talking 10 12 plus hours where grilling is kind of more of minutes let's, let's cook it and let and let's eat okay Obviously, and no, then you're adding a smoke flavor too if you're smoking can add some chips for a profile that you don't get and and things are so versatile now too that grilling i mean there's a huge label on grilling i think with things like the big green egg and other things mm -hmm. Like you're basically having an oven outside, you yeah. know, that, that you can cook brownies on it. You can do all those things. So there's almost like a third element where you're just basically cooking normal kitchen food out you know, as well. Because yeah. it's weird. It's Some of it's not grilling, mm -hmm. but right. you can bake out there. You can make pizza, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's great. Great, great. So, so man, tomahawk ribeye. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit more. Right? <laughs> uh Matt, what is your go-to? So my go-to is is when I'm at home with because I have two little kids. I have a 12 year old son and a uh, soon to be five year old daughter, and we do pizzas a lot. Really? Uh, it's oh yeah, homemade raw dough pizzas. My kids will just have a great time rolling the dough out themselves, making their own little pizzas, and you know we'll get the egg up, 
at indirect heat over with a baking stone and get about 700 degrees. And now it's my own personal brick oven pizza cooker and they cook in six or seven minutes. So it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, even if you have a bunch of people over and they can all make their pizzas together, it's, it's, it's Matt, fun. do you, do you buy your dough or do you have your own? No, recipe? no I make my own. I make, Same. I absolutely make my own. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, pizza on the big green egg. Yeah. I've geeked out on that. I had some great pizza parties. It's a great party thing because everybody wants to make their own and i just make a ton of dough you can just go grab and do what you want with it that's awesome very very cool it's just something different you know all right what would come in number two um well for me for number two it would have to be because of my wife she loves steaks so we do we sear steaks you know tonight actually tonight we got some uh new york strip thawing out in the fridge right now so we do steaks quite a bit as well uh because it just you know crank that baby up sear it Take it off a temp. It's it's amazing. <laughs> Can I ask a question about the 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 big egg? Again, you guys put um, charcoal or whatever in the bottom of it. You get it up to speed. Do you guys then shut it down so that charcoal can be used the next time, or do you have to clean it out every time? And again, it's a serious question. No, no, good no question. I'm, yeah, no. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good question. And I I do reuse charcoal. The key is to not use the really uh, low quality charcoal, uh, it does make a difference. And I promise you, I promise you, I'm not saying this because Matt is on here, but I have tried them all. Trust me. The best charcoal that I, I think the best charcoal is the big green egg charcoal. Wow. Um, no free sponsors. No. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's a great, yeah. no, I do the same. I should have, it, well, I'll say Usually if I'm smoking on it, I'm probably going to clean that out because yep. I'm going to put enough hours on it yep. that it's going to be small. There's, there's going to be a lot to it. Yep. But if I am grilling on it, sure, I'll shut it down and reuse that. I might throw a couple of, you know, wood yep. chunks on it or something after. But yep. yeah, it's a little different. Now, Jimmy, yeah, yeah. I know you may not be on the level of Nick and Matt, no. but I also know that that you have kind of your – your go-to things as well. What what are some of your go-to things, Jimmy? Uh, on the grill? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, you can do whatever you want. I'll let you. One thing, I, and I am notorious for this. I love pork chops, bone-in pork chops. There's just mm. something about them that I just absolutely love. So those on mm. the grill are mine. And I, again, I don't mean to. It seems like I'm on a separate island from you all are on the mainland because I also like to sous vide where you put it in a bag and you do that and then you take it out and then you put it on the grill just for like 90 seconds, just to get that char on it. So I'm a sous vide grill type of guy, you know, doing both that way. Um, that's, see, I was teeing you up for that answer. I was hoping that's what you were going to say. <laughs> James, you see us now I'm going to tee you up. What's your go-to James? What's, what's the thing you are in the heart of Texas. You are in the heart of barbecue smoking grilling yeah what's so, your yeah i i have two things as well the first one i would say i do a kind of a version of barbacoa on so i'll smoke uh like a chuck roast for and get some smoke on it and then i'll move it into a cast iron out there and and you know dutch oven it kind of in a cast iron right. and i'll put green chilies in it and stuff like that and then i'll shred it all and make tacos for a week you know or a day oh. So I do that a lot and it's, it's a little bit different, but it's kind of both. Cause I'll put a sear on it and then I'll 
I'll, you know, make it where you can just basically pull it. I also, I mean, I love to do ribs. I mean, I know it's cheesy and the normal thing, but I like to, to really try a bunch of different things. So um, I really enjoy that. My family loves it. I mean, everybody loves ribs, right? You can't go wrong, but I am more on the smoking side. I do a lot of grilling on there too. I got a propane setup too that I use. I mean, like I'm equal opportunity. I'll start a fire and just cook something on a stick, you know, like I, I like all the ways, but um, yeah, those would probably be mine too. Okay. All right. That's good. One thing I think I'm hearing a theme though, too, is that, and when you think about it, folks, this being 4th of July week, when this is airing, what also happens during this time of the year is, you know, friends and family get togethers. And uh, it's always fun to have a barbecue or something that's a centerpiece where people gather around. And how many times have you been around the, the, the griller, the big green egg, and all of a sudden you look around and there's four, eight, 10 people just kind of watching, you know, taking it, you know, but the fellowship that comes from that is intense. And that's, that's the part that I really enjoy. No, no, no. I think that's really why we do it. Right. Probably. Like, probably deep down or something that we're trying to fill. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Hey guys, all right, I'm going to keep this moving, Jimmy. I'll let you have the next set. Okay. Go so, ahead. so, all right, we know what your specialties are, your go-to things. What are, so we've all, I don't know how long y'all have been doing this. It doesn't mean big green egg only anything. How long have y'all been grilling, smoking, whatever? I want to hear that. But then second, what are some like go-to tips and tricks maybe that y'all have that, I don't know, changed kind of game changer for you that you would share with some folks, Nick? I would, uh, I would say my, my grilling and, and smoking barbecue journey started on a, on a, like a regular charcoal briquette type of a like a clamshell yep you got it and uh i started there cut my teeth there and then uh my next door neighbor had a big green egg on his deck and he was smoking some ribs and i started talking to him and i was like oh man maybe i should maybe i should go down this road and then i started thinking about it and i thought you know what this guy is always outside with his kids with his wife they're just listening to tunes and this you said it, it's like the centerpiece. And I thought, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to make an investment. I'm going to get into that. So I did. Get into that I, club, that cult. That's right. Well, yeah. and I, I cut my teeth on a different brand, um, kind of the entry level brand. And uh, it, it taught me some lessons. And then I moved up to like the next level brand. And, and it taught me a few more lessons. The main one is go buy a big green egg, quit wasting your time. (laughs) So I did that. I bought my first one. And, uh, you know, I am not, I love low and slow. Like you're talking about those barbacoa tacos, man. I I love low and slow. Um, but I have three kids and we have sports and all kinds of stuff. And it's tough for me to allocate a lot of time to that so i typically you know stick to to grilling stuff at 350 plus which i consider you know grill temp so yeah um but i respect it i love it and you know there's there's times like on game you know college football game day i'll get up at six in the morning you know if i've got a Thank pork you. shoulder get that thing in the fridge all night get that going and it's funny because when i think of doing a pork shoulder what i want to make is street tacos you know yeah. like you're talking oh about God. your barbacoa tacos so um <laughs> 
my tip would be like on a street taco for if you wanted to try something like that and you can do it on a gas grill my boss chris smokes stuff on his gas grill all the time with the smoker box piece of cake but uh my mom showed me this trick for a really simple salsa that is phenomenal and all it was was a diced jalapeno mango chopped mango and some onions nice. oh my gosh on some on some really good smoked uh pork um yeah street tacos with some Sound cilantro yeah. yeah it's it's legit so uh, my tip is you know um get a big green egg that's my tip <laughs> oh, it doesn't cost that much <laughs> I more guess there are free sponsors class, today. right yeah. yeah you know all right matt tell us a little bit like how you know what what got you and how long you've been smoking you know sure. and then, i mean really and then uh same question to you yeah so i uh you know, I, I just probably like your, everybody, I started on a charcoal, you know, a little Weber kettle grill back in the day, got a gas grill um, and had both for a while. I started at my current position selling Big Green Egg in 2017. And that was the first time I ever cooked on one. And I didn't realize how passionate I could get about a Big Green Egg so quickly. Um, and it's just been, so it's been Big Green Egg since 2017 and i don't know that i don't think there's any looking back regardless of what i do for a living um it's just it's it's, it's amazing um it is extremely versatile and the food's incredible like you said earlier james it's ever since 2017 my family has hosted every holiday for the most part because my family and friends want your thanksgiving turkeys your easter hams all that kind of stuff so it's it's become such a social thing for us all it's been it's been awesome um a tip, a tip as far as, as just any outdoor cooking or really even cooking at all. I, it, what really changed my game is just an instant read thermometer. It's amazing. Ah, it's amazing yes. how digital, much. Digital? Digital? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have a digital. Yeah, Egg has four different versions, so I have four of the, the four. So, but yeah, I have a digital instant read thermometer, and it's just no matter how you're cooking or what you're cooking on, if you learn to pull at proper temperature. Mm everything everything such a good tip yes yeah i can't think of how many people you know you talk to that maybe don't smoke uh or do barbecue you know long-term smokes and they'll be like well how long do you cook your brisket for and i'm like what are you even talking about (laughs) when it's to temp every time (laughs) how long do you cook your stuff i do eight minutes aside and i'm like i don't i just yeah. i oh. take the temperature of it yeah nope. i i pull my steaks off at 117 internal wow. that's that's kind of my sweet spot right there and i have a temp pen i have probably four or five of them but i and they're just the cheapo version but that is the key yeah. you cannot overcook food if you're temp pen that mm-hmm. stuff so pull your steak at 117 let me let me let me jump in. I'm going to ask this to all three, James. I want to get you in the mix here for sure. sure. Given me and who I am, what what can you help me to understand? What what do you guys hate about? What's a bad thing about barbecue? And I should avoid. You know, give me some tips that I should uh, stay mm-hmm. away from. So you mentioned some of the good things. What what are what are the things that I should uh, be leery of? I my. My advice would be be leery of the bad charcoal uh, and try not to use the briquette stuff. I think there's a lot of chemicals and things in there with lump, good lump charcoal. There's no chemicals. I mean, it's all natural, man. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my advice. Okay. Matt. 
No, yeah, Nick's that's great advice from Nick. Um, and when in regards to the big green egg, you have to make sure you actually don't use any type of briquettes or lighter fluid or anything like that because it actually ruins the ceramics of, of the egg. So, a good high quality lump charcoal can make all the difference, really. Okay. Um, but as far as like something to stay away from, I, w- I wouldn't say really anything. Um, I would look at it more as a, as a mindset. I talk to so many people when I'm out doing events and people are just intimidated by smoking or things that, you know, they think a brisket, like, Oh, it's so expensive. I don't want to ruin it. And it's like, just, just go, just go, go buy some chicken and just do it. You know, like get out of your own head and just go. I mean, anybody, people always think like I'm something special and it's like, I'm not, I just have done it. I'm not a trained barbecue guy at all. I just have done it a lot and just kind of hone my skills. So just get off the couch. Go do it. started. All right. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's learn, for, learn by doing as yeah. when I'm here near James. Tell me what, what should I avoid in your world? What would, what would that be? I think what Matt said is, is dead on. Like most, most of us learn by trying out new things, finding what we like. And I just, I just experiment a lot, you know, on mine and different ways. If I was somebody, I guess this falls almost back into the last question too. So Matt, you said, earlier i'm not a big you know i'm not a big smoker as opposed to a griller i would say look for those little like i've got a big green egg so i've got um you know uh, one of the little cheater fans that go in the bottom Mm -hmm. and it keeps it at temp so nick you were saying i don't have the time i literally go to sleep and then i wake up in the morning like i put it out 10 o'clock at night and it runs i never put anything in it and when i wake up about an hour it goes off and i go pull it you know like and and have the best brisket in the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that kind of deal. So you have, if well, you have that confidence that you start it, let it go and go to sleep. Because yeah, again, I mean, you're cooking to a temp and you're, you know, I know when it's going to stall. I know all those things to some degree. If you trim your meat the way you should and you, you've done it enough, you have a ballpark depending on the way to where you're going to be at. Okay. If I put it on at, at midnight, I mean, and then I can go to bed and sleep till 6 30 and mm-hmm. i you know can can pull that for the next day then i do that so i've got a lot of cheaters like that um but i'm like matt man try it out do it i i'm not a right, i'm gonna be honest i'm not a mac and cheese fan i know that probably will piss a lot of people off i know <laughs> all right but because all the mac and cheese which this will piss another group off that i've ever had was you know like the yellow mac and cheese out mm-hmm. of the box right well, I look at this mac and cheese sometimes at these barbecue joints and like on the food channel. And I'm like, dude, I would eat that because yeah. I know the ingredients. Yeah, I know what goes into it. I know it's good cheese. I know it's and and then I can put it on and put as much smoke on it as I want. And then I pulled it and it's fantastic. Right. It was everything I wanted. So just experiment, get out there and do it. Right. So, Jimmy, I didn't answer that question. Not one bit. <laughs> you know what though that's right I, I went down the story and now you got me intrigued about this macaroni and cheese on a grill because i'm used to the type where you undo the uh envelope and you pour the cheese on it then mix yeah. it with water you saying <laughs> i love good cheese right like I, yeah. I, so you go research that and i'll go buy yeah, really i know being serious that does it. sound really good with that smoke yeah. flavor that gets into it and that's that's a beautiful thing when you cook from scratch it really does add to it you know you, you guys are kind of uh I, I don't know. Would you guys call yourselves all professionals? I don't want to use the word snob, but are you guys, you know, are you guys at the creme de la creme of the barbecue world? I mean, how mm. would you, how, what, what's your, 
I, I would say, um, I don't know if I could call myself that, but I would call my kids that. I mean, here's why. Tell After me. you cook a few prime fillets or a few nice prime ribeyes, and then you mm-hmm. show up with the regular stuff, my kids who are, uh, my son's almost 11 and my daughter just turned nine and then my youngest is five. They'll look at me and be like, oh, really? Really? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a problem. That's an expensive And when you go out to have. eat, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you end up somewhere and they order a steak and they look at it like, right. what is this garbage? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. We've ruined these children. So I've created three meat snobs, basically. Good. Sorry, world. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a great. Yeah, you're not a meat snob until you create a meat snob, I think is what. Yeah. All right. Matt, are you, are you a snob now so, when it so comes I to am, grilling? I don't, I don't think, God, I, I don't think I'm a snob. Um, I, I do have preferences and I, and I do know what I like and, and yeah. I can parlay off of what Nick, Nick was saying too, is your family and all that. They just get so accustomed to how good the food is off of, off of the egg that you just, you know what nothing really else compares even when you go to a steakhouse and pay their prices it's like man we could have done this at home you know bought a good cut um but again i don't i don't think i'm a snob i know i mean there's there's room for everybody barbecue in general just outdoor cooking like we've already discussed is just communal and it mm-hmm. whatever you're cooking on gets the job done but there are some things that do do them better than others and i just happen to think the egg is <laughs> top Jimmy, I'm going to chime in on this one. I was, I, my finger is going right to you, brother. Come on. So bring so me in your, your I am door. not a schnob. Like if we're going to go to your house and chill and, you know, have a couple of beers and, and do the, whole coke. like, coke. Dude, I'm in, I'm in, sign me up. I'm never going to be like, I would never eat that burger that way or whatever the thing is. Like, right. Because I'm like you, Matt, it's about being there it's the communal part of it it's it's the fellowship right yeah i will say when i'm paying for barbecue i become a, a snob pretty quick because i it barbecue is funny and if you've been on any kind of at any of these barbecue joints across the u.s you walk in and that barbecue was cooked yesterday and wrapped in saran wrap and it's sitting there and like i get it but there's something awesome about cooking your own barbecue and pulling it and eating it hot and fresh. Like it just is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything coming together, right? And you don't have that option in a lot of these places. Now there are some out there that are fantastic. And believe me, I've been to a lot of them and they are worth it. But the run of the mill barbecue joint in, you know, fill in the blank town. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat it, but I'll probably <laughs> complain, you know, and, and it'll be the same complaint like, that I, I just know there's better barbecue, you know, when it's yeah. fresh, uh, that's all it is. It's usually freshness with me. I, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think you know, the way that you're pointing at James and gentlemen too, the idea is that you can cook in the, in the family home, family kitchen, and whether that kitchen is outdoors or indoors and family and friends are gathering, that's, that's a really important thing. And when you can make something that's really good and use great ingredients to make something special that's that's wonderful i mean that really is okay. let me let me circle around james i'm going to hit you you were on a roll there what brought you to barbecue james what what uh, i what think this you? is our big question jimmy this is mm-hmm. our you know this is like the big one i think all of us. i do Eric, um i want to hear it so where, I'll, I'll tell my journey time. so i'll go way way back and my grandpa was a chef in the army or a cook in the army right and so growing up i watched my grandpa 
basically cook every meal and and from breakfast to everything he was not a griller i never saw him cook on a grill ever in my life okay but he kind of put that in me and so but what i did take from him was like prepping and clean up as you go and you know all these simple things that now i just take for granted but he created the love for cooking now i just like nick and matt i started really on a clamshell you know weber clamshell no free sponsors um <laughs> that that out in front of an apartment you know i'm sure it was a, a hazard you know and and i would sit eight hours sit next to a little clamshell in front of an apartment you know and i was like man i'm in and then i just kind of upgraded as i went along but there were years that i lusted after big green eggs you know, like I would just see them and I'd look at them and just go, that's when I know I'll make it. How long did it take? How long did it those. take you to get your first one? But by, by so, so when I relocated to Dallas Fort Worth area about 10 years ago, okay. um, I sold all my equipment when I left. That was the bet. I was like, can I sell all this? And then maybe I can get an egg when I get up there. And that was the, so that was the gamble I made. And then I, I got one. Uh, I only have one, Nick. Um, mine, aren't, <laughs> mine aren't mating yet. Uh, but they're they're awesome. It was everything I wanted. But honestly, it's it's kind of like this stuff. Uh, Nick and I met at a, on a golf course one day, um, and we chatted, and we found out we both used big green eggs, and we were eggheads, and an instant bond. And then we realized our kids were the same age. And then we, you know what I mean? So even kind of going back to that, the fellowship that was involved in is what really I latched onto. People love to eat. So that's a really easy conversation starter, but to gather people around and then that pride, you know, to go back, just that pride of feeding people and breaking bread, I think it's just awesome to be able to host people. That's beautiful. Man. Well said. That's beautiful. Nick, let's lead to you. Uh, who or what drove you to barbecue? What's your, where did your passion stem from? Yeah, you know, very similar to James. Um, I would say seven or eight years ago, um, I would get towards the end of the week. And if I had had a long week or whatever, and I would just be like, I just want to be outside with my kids. I don't want to go sit in a crowded restaurant. I want to be outside and I think that's the key word and I, I think that really plays into sharpening the saw um, and just getting back to the core of, of what we do everything for um, and so I just was like you know what I want to be outside with my kids and I want to I want to break bread like I want to make something for my family and so that's kind of how it started um, on the kettle grill and then it just it, it really just kind of became our thing. Like on Friday nights, I want my kids outside, whether now it's here in Arizona. And so my kids are in the pool. I'm on the egg. I'm cooking dinner for everybody. We have music on. That's, that's us on a Friday, you know, and depending on where you live geographically, that may be a challenge parts of the year. But um, even in the wintertime, when I lived in Minnesota for nine years, I would be cooking and we would be listening to tunes inside, you know, doing the same thing, just inside, unfortunately. But um, it, it really became who we are. We bought a travel trailer. As soon as COVID started, my wife said, 
buy a travel trailer because we're going to be locked down. And I said, okay. And we bought one and we went on our first trip and I had this aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have my big green. I got my Bluetooth speaker. I got an IPA and I'm like, I'm out, I'm out of my element. So uh, yeah, go ahead. What did you do? I bought a Minimax. So easy answer. And uh, so we got the Minimax and then it was like every weekend we were camping and I have my, I have my Minimax and I got my tunes and, you know, and my kids are outside and that really helped keep everything together, you know, and now that, you know, we're sort of back to normal ish or whatever, that's still our thing, you know, and you will find us outside. You will find me on my egg on a Friday cooking for my family. And that is, honestly you know i'm I'm not trying to lead you into your next subject here but that's that's how i sharpen the saw that That was great you're basically a caveman that's what you're saying (laughs) i like to provide for my family i love it matt yeah so for me it was just uh, probably probably pretty standard with most people i just started as a, a weekend warrior and just would cook whenever I felt like I wanted burgers or chicken or that sort of thing, I really didn't get into smoking or doing anything else until I started with, with, with my company in, uh, in February of 2017. And then it's, that's just when the passion was instantaneous. And since then, yep, it's, I mean, the floodgates opened and now I'm cook. We cook on an egg easily three to four times a week. Um, there's times that I'll be out, <laughs> I'll be out for the weekend doing events for, for work and I'll come home and my wife will be like, Oh, I got, xyz out for dinner so i'll be cooking all day come home fire up my own egg and 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 continue it on but it's 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 incredible i can't i can't complain about it uh, now speaking with what nick was saying is i do live in wisconsin and you can use the egg year-round right i mean it's it can be 20 degrees outside or 20 below or 80 degrees outside and the egg just go in and out in and out in and out yeah, all right yep so when it's 20 below i'm miserable the egg does not care but now me, I don't like it, but it's still worth it to, to cook on it. And it, it functions as it should, if, if not even better in the colder weather, actually. Yeah, I, you know, I cook, uh, I didn't talk about this earlier, but for New Year's Eve, I always do a, a rib roast or a prime rib and, and it's always freezing. I mean, one year, like that, we had an ice storm and I had my egg going, you know, just, I, I think it performs better. Yeah. All right. That was just one last one, Jimmy. I want to tell you my story. Where That's it, what I was about to say. What about you? It's more, it was more so survival of the fittest. Let me just tell you how I grew up. Okay. Quick story. My mom went to the butcher and got four slabs of baby back ribs. Okay. And she said, we're going to make ribs, put them on the counter, you know, under the paper. Right. And beautiful ribs. She took barbecue sauce raw ribs and put them all over the ribs front and back and everything and she goes okay carry these outside so I'm, I'm 10 years old I'm carrying them outside and we had the clamshell right so she dumps a bunch of charcoal in there lots of lighter fluid <laughs> lights it puts the grill on one Mississippi two Mississippi three Mississippi and she goes put the ribs on and I'm like all right so can you imagine what those look like after about eight minutes <laughs> That's how, that, that's where my, that, that's where I inspired you. I need to learn how to do this a little bit better. So that's a true story. That is an absolute true story. He ruined four slabs of the most beautiful baby back ribs you had I'll ever tell seen. you what, I bet we all have. I oh, think yeah. my first ones, that's how I pre- prepared them as well. I wrapped them in foil, 
and then they burnt to the foil, you know, because all the sugar in there. And I cooked them for like 27 hours, I think. You know, mm. I didn't know what I was doing. And they just pulled right off the bone because they were crispy. Burnt. We all have those. That'll be the next one we tell all our horror stories. Yeah. Oh, I have I was, a lot of those. I was, we'll get, uh, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. I, growing up, uh, my mom would make beef ribs sometimes and I was, there was just, I don't know what was going on with the prep, but it, it just wasn't the best thing. And so the uh, pre-COVID, uh, Texas 811, you, you know, used to be held in San Marcos. And well, we, my boss, Chris Thom and I took a group of friends to Lockhart, which is the barbecue capital of Texas, you go to Blacks. if y'all don't know. And we went to Black's and uh, my good friend, uh, may he rest in peace, Andy Hole, and I, uh, he said, uh, you got to have their dinosaur bones here at Black's. And I was like, oh, okay. Which is a beef rib, uh, a Texas size beef rib. And it is top five best thing I've ever had yeah. in my life. And it, it, I, I, I don't have the skill to make it's those. It's like a brisket lollipop. You know. Oh my gosh. What a great so way to explain it. I mean, it, it blew my <laughs> socks off, man. So you start talking about ribs. I just got to throw blacks out there. That's unreal. yeah. Here we go. I, I won't. I won't keep adding to these stories, but I'll tell one real quick. It's in Texas. A lot of people ask, like you know, oh, we're having ribs. A lot of in Texas, people ask, like, or I cook. I really like to cook ribs. Oh, do you pork or beef? Mm-hmm. And most people never touch a beef rib because it's it's tough. Right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it takes some more skill. Everybody can cook pork ribs. Believe me, you can. If you've never done it, you can. Uh, it's it's a lot more forgiving. But the beef ones here, man, I'm I'm a big. I've had that that rib you're talking about, Nick. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy, I've got to go eat something. Do you? Have- <laughs> I, I, I think this is a great episode. I think it's fun to get together. Fun to talk about just barbecuing and family and friends and doing the things we want to do sharpen the saw and as a note for myself july 10th will mark 11 years sobriety for me so it's a very extra special weekend for this for nice. me so congratulations you go, man congrats sir yeah thank you so i think it's just great getting together and having fellowship like this and letting people know that it's all right that all the times that we all talk about business and such like that it's great to get together so it really is yeah, yeah. hey guys thank y'all for coming um, and being friends of the show and being on here again, I think it always says something if you come back a second time or you're invited back a second time, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no offense to all those that were on once. Yeah. Thank you time. guys for having me, man. Thanks for joining us, gents. Until next week on Coffee Jim James, y'all stay safe. Take care, everybody. <laughs>